more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide, Alan, Kieran and Grant in the studio. And Grant just said weather, just pointed weather. Yeah, he's, that, he's the weather has, it hasn't updated yet, Grant, on your screen. That's all right. I don't mind doing that for you. Sydney, you've just been told the weather by, by Reese Sullivan anyway. But uh, we're talking mostly sunny for Sydney, 24 degrees. Light winds becoming northeastly 20 to 30 kilometres in the middle of the day. They're becoming light. But if we go to the coastal weather forecast, it's a little bit different. And they're talking knots then, two knot kilometres. Variable below 10 knots becoming northeastly 15 to 20 in the middle of the day. Sea below 1 increasing 1 to 1.5 during the afternoon. Swell southerly 1.5 to 2 decreasing 1.5 around midday, partly cloudy. If I go up to Smoky Cape to Seal Rocks, southeastly 10 to 15 turning east to northeastly during the afternoon and evening. What about that? Sea around 1 metre. Swell southerly 1.5 to 2 decreasing 1 to 1.5 around midday. Second swell east to northeastly around 1 partly cloudy. Very good, very that's, good. That's and good. I'll give you the tides. Low tide will be at 5.52 this morning here at Fort Denison in Sydney. 0.62 of a metre. High tide 12.29, 1.77 of a metre. And a low tonight at 7.29, uh, 0.40 of a metre. 0.40. 0.4. Okay. Now, for, there hasn't been an update yet for Tenterfield. Ask the tiddler. Well, they're talking 24 degrees and mostly southerly, and uh, we'll find out. Steve Bowler, good morning. Good morning, boys. No, I wouldn't know. I'm down here in Sydney. Came oh, down, yeah? Uh, yeah, came down last night. Uh, so, uh, oh, yesterday day, uh, and uh, just Christine and myself, uh, the kids are uh, staying with their grandfather. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, we're down here for the Shoes Fishers Farmers AGM, and... Uh, going to be an interesting day where um, I've actually uh, you know, because I figured oh, I'm not busy enough I might as well uh, put my hand up see if I can get on the board of uh, this is farmers as well so um, yeah, and then yeah, I figure maybe I'll just study to be a brain surgeon as well because I've got so much time on my hands <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll be doing that and uh, we'll see how we go with that uh, sort of little election today and then uh, is that a uh, member's vote or is that an internal vote branch, amongst you guys? The branches vote on that. So the branches send delegates to the AGM and they then vote on the um, on who makes up the board. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. And uh, what else is going on? And then I'm, I'm scooting over to Manly uh, to meet up with a supplier for some fishing rods. Uh, I'm going to have a few fishing rods in the... Um, in the, the shop now, which is uh, just ahead of Christmas. I figured it's the sort of thing that, you know, we'll sell, hopefully, fingers crossed, because, you know, <laughs> we, we've got to have stuff that sells. You've got to spend money to make money, I've discovered. Yes. So um, do that, and uh, we've got a bunch of uh, other stock for the uh, shop on the way down uh, from various suppliers yesterday. So it's going to be a, a busy sort of afternoon tomorrow afternoon when we get home because uh, i'll have to put price tags on everything and put it all into the computer and all that sort of good stuff so uh, and then monday yeah i've got uh, another big day of, of work with uh, backtrack and 
repairing fences and things like that after the fires. So it's it's been fairly fairly full on for the last uh, three weeks or so. It's just been absolutely hectic. With uh, I just said a thought, mm-hmm. which is frightening. Yes, Al. Yes, you, he's got a lot of property up there at Tenderfield. I reckon a couple of stations would look good. <laughs> he hasn't got time to go boating at the moment. No, but he could be, he could be an agent to sell for you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it's probably not, not something I'd say no to down the track. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, at the moment, it's it's just full on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sort of uh, working those, those sort of seven days a week and uh, just burning the candle at both ends and in the middle, but it's 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 good. You've got to, got to uh, get these sort of things done, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out in the, uh, the fullness of time. But in terms of uh, fishing, <laughs> my, when I, I took the Backtrack guys down to Armadale and we overnighted out at the Backtrack farm on Tuesday night, but on the way down I said, all right, we're going to stop at deep water and we'll have a quick fish. Uh, yeah, they, they do love a fish. So we stopped and uh, I said, oh, all, oh, let's go fishing near the bridge. No, nah, we're not fishing near the bridge. We're going to go over to where I, you know, my little secret spot there on, on the deep water river and uh, I'm not going to sort of blab it here on the radio. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good spot, really consistent. But we only had 15 minutes. So my, my little mate, Jerry Nichols, jumped out of the, the car with his rod and, Went down there and uh, he flogged that water to foam with a lure. Uh, and uh, one of the other boys, uh, Jake, wandered down and stood near him just towards the end of uh, you know, that 15-minute session. And uh, Jerry's such a nice kid. He sort of said, oh, do you want a car? And you know what happened next. So, yeah. so that just ruined Jerry's week. So, you know, obviously, Jake had, had one car straight away, boom. Nice little cod, about probably uh, about that forty centimetre mark. Nice little fish, and uh, you know, Jerry is trying to be happy for him, but he was just not impressed. Not impressed, and he really wanted to keep fishing. Uh, the next day, you know, I drove back with Jake, who's on his L's, in another car because uh, we don't have the other boys in there. And then Jerry went back with. Uh, my, my uh, youth worker Carolyn and uh, yeah with, with a couple of the other boys and I thought because I'm driving with the L's and they left before me I figured they're going to get home to Tenerfield way before I will but uh, we got there at about 5 o'clock-ish and uh, still no sign of them I sort of uh, called Carolyn and said what's going on uh, just having trouble getting Jerry back in the car he just, just wants one more car But uh, yeah, well, one of those weeks before old Jerry with with, uh, the fishing. But um, otherwise, he's doing really well. He's uh, been going up with uh, Peter Lewis, and they've been making lures together. Peter's been showing him the ropes of lure making and carving and sanding and painting and all that sort of thing. So Peter's a really good guy. I don't know if listeners remember, but we had him uh, come on. Oh, a couple of years ago now, before one of the uh, high tide tennisfield uh, events, or during one of the high tide tennisfield events, to talk about lures and sort of w- wooden lures and things that he makes. So uh, 
he also makes uh, lures out of uh, you know bullet brass, you know the empty shell casings. So I gave him a, a big old bag of those uh, last week. So hopefully he's got some stuff that I'll be able to start flogging in the shop soon uh, for him and, and myself. So we'll, we'll uh, see how that all goes. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. And you're going to get any storms at Tenterfield this week? <sighs> Hope so. Hope so. We had a little bit of rain on Thursday night. Uh, not, not really enough. We we really do need some more consistent rain. The the rain we've been having is very patchy and uh, you know looks impressive, but you then look at uh, Tenerfield Creek and sort of go, ooh. We, yeah, we I think that must have run across because they reported to me yesterday at, at Tamworth. They mm-hmm. had the same sort of situation. Now, what, what we're in is a, that sort of green drought situation where everything looks very, very pretty, but it's very much skin deep. You know, we, we've mm. got uh, uh, really dry creek beds and, and, and so forth, and, and dams are starting to dry up, and we, we really, really, really would like some consistent rain. Yeah, their, their report on the trout streams around, just, around yeah. that area is that they're, they're screaming out for water. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's getting to the point where we just, as I say, doesn't doesn't have to bucket down every day, but just uh, when it comes down, just gentle and, and consistent. We don't need floods, but we do need uh, a bit more rain. So, but we'll see. We'll see what uh, this uh, month brings us. There's, there's sort of those two competing schools of thought. Some people sort of saying, "Oh, climate change and so forth. It'll never dry." Yeah, you know, rain again, and you got uh, the BOM saying no, it's El Nino, and then you've got others saying no. Well, I'm looking at the long-term charts, and it's going to rain, and we're going to have a wet summer. And I don't know who to believe anymore. We'll just see uh, what happens, I guess. Like that's I read the other day the prediction. Uh, Steve and the lady used to be associated with you. She's an independent MP, Helen Dorton. Yep. Right, and she was in Parliament attacking the government about they left 450 gigalitres of, of damn water that they pumped out just go straight to the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, with that, this this government couldn't control ducks to water, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, again, and that's the, the Murray-Darling Basin scheme. So, yep. I mean, yep. who knows what's going to happen with that now with Labor sort of controlling most of the... Uh, the action, you think that they'd, uh, you know, they were quite happy to criticise the, um, the, the, you know, the Libs. coalition when they were the in town. Maybe they can uh, do a little something, something with it, but uh, who knows? I'd, I'd, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one somehow. Yeah. Okay. All right, bro. Thanks, Steve. You have a great no, day. Hey, listen, I might call you later today. If Al goes to, uh, heads off and he's not here tomorrow morning, there might be a spot. I'd love to. Yep, we'll see. See if you let me know. Okay, okay Steve. Yeah, we'll be taking a break and back with more Hotite. If you're looking forward to getting the best care for your mum or dad, look no further than Widden. Whether it's extra support for mum or dad in their own home or residential care, find out more at widden.com.au. 
Sherlock wheelbarrows for almost 50 years, making moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier. Sherlock lasts longer. Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you, your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function staff on 9670 If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo, and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. Season C supply. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSuperNetwork.com More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Well, welcome back to High Tide. Kieran Allen and Grant in the studio. Now, it's only five weeks to Christmas on Monday, so we need to get some money in the bank for that. So let's go out to Rose Hill and see if John can tip us a winner. Morning, John. Morning, boys. How are we? We're good. Five weeks to Christmas. I know. Well, we tipped a couple of winners last week. That's right. Yes. Uh, you you back one of them for the punters club, which is uh, always welcoming, and we'll see how we go today. So, um, does he bet again today? Of course he does, mate. Thank you very much. You don't have to be Einstein to work out that he won more than eight hundred dollars. Okay. That's a novelty. It's good. <laughs> it's a novelty. At this stage of the season, mate, any, any money banked is, is a win. Yes, that's right. 
Okay, look, my best my best two uh, are at Caulfield. And the first one is in race one, get the money early. Ain't no deal and done. Race one, ain't no deal and done. Number two. Yeah, and the next best is in the last race, Ted. She dances. She danced number two again. Yeah. What race is that, nine or ten? Number ten. Race 10, race 10, yeah. Yeah. 10 races, yeah. And um, the next best is, look, I'm going to go on a bit of a spec here. Lalana was scratched out of the Hunter to run in in the Rupert Clark. And I think he's number one. Each way, each way, that horse. It's about 10 to 1. Who's that at? Caulfield. Caulfield. What was it? I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. It's in the group one race. Rupert Clark. Sir Rupert Clark. Sir Rupert Clark. Oh, yeah. Villiana. Villiana. Race eight, number one. That's it. Yep. And now we'll go to Newcastle. In Newcastle, yep. Yeah, in the staying race, I think it's called the Beaufort. Canberra Legend. Beaufort, Canberra Legend. Do, 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 23. Yeah, the Beaufort, Canberra Legend is number nine. Race six, number nine. That's the one. Okay. That's a good. And, uh, Alan, uh, you can text me with your bet when you're, when you're done with the show. I shall do that. No problems at all, John. Thank you. Yeah, we're looking for cherries this year, buddy. Oh, they're going well down there. They've got lots and lots of them at the moment. Just got to oh, see if I can get them. I know, I know. <laughs> they're everywhere, but they're cheesy. I, pre- I prefer Michaels. You know that. Yes, no, I'll, I'll see when I'm... I'm uh, with Sundays this week, but um, I'll be talking with him and in contact with him. I was uh, down there last week, but it was a bit early for cherries yeah, yet. Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. I know we get them just before Christmas. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to buy some anyway. I'll talk to you off here. Okay, no problems at all, John. But buy uh, Australian I, tunes. I thought, I thought Karen was going to shout me a box. <laughs> what for? You t- I what shouted for? you one last year. No, so, you did Yes, I did. No, that was mine, mate. <laughs> you got two boxes. I only got one, pal. Ah, well, there you go. Sorry about that. I well, must actually, have got I, lost in the mail. I, well, Kira's, Kira's talking about going to Queensland this week, so I might see if I can get some later on this week and he won't be here. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a good idea. That way Grant and I can get an extra box each. Grant can't eat it, man. He hasn't got his teeth yet. I still can't eat Oh, jeez. I bet you can eat other things. <laughs> oh, no problems. He'll uh, be right. He'll be right. He no will. Worries. Okay, John. Thank you for that. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Okay. See you, mate. See you. Bye. Here's John's tips for today. We'll get out to Caulfield. Race one, number two, ain't no deal done. Uh, number Race 10, number two, she dances. Uh, he's got race eight, number one, Velana. And come up to Sydney, race six, number nine, Canberra legend. So there we yeah, go. And I they'll be up on the Facebook site. Great training. Most of you are already. That, I can tell you. Okay. No worries. We'll take a break. It's the High Tide in the Super Network.
Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. $228 million is going to be spent on 3,000 extra staff for Centrelink and Medicare. 3,000 more staff for Centrelink and Medicare. That's one way to reduce unemployment numbers, employ more people in Centrelink. But are you really telling me the truth when you say your children won't visit you because you won't give them money? Correct. They wanted more money and they tried to hold us to ransom. Give us more money and we take away the grandkids. I said, we'll take away the grandkids. I think you should run for politician and you'd win hands down. No, well, I don't think that'd be a good idea. I'm too honest to be a politician. You're right. See, see how clever you are? <laughs> The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Discover a style that's just right for your home with the Choices Flooring Floors by Design sale. Choose from a range of beautiful hard flooring options designed to suit the needs of your home and family. Whether it's timber, laminate or luxury vinyl, you can create the look you've been searching for in your home. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to discover your style or visit your nearest Choices Flooring showroom. The Choices Flooring Floors by Design sale is now on. Head to your nearest Choices Flooring today. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Today I'm talking to Glenn, who is one of Arborvitae's many happy customers. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arborvitae and what for? My mild arthritis had progressively deteriorated. It was reaching the stage of me being virtually crippled. A friend of mine suggested that I try Arborvitae, so I gave it a go. What benefits have you noticed from Arborvitae? After just the first bottle, the pain went from 8 out of 10 down to a manageable 2 or 3 out of 10. Are you happy to recommend Arborvitae and what would you tell our listeners about this product. Absolutely. I've told all my friends to give it a go. The secret is to have two or three bottles till the pain subsides and check those that you're having the correct amount. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thanks for your time, Glenn. Arborvitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arborvitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Let's go deep water. I think he's on his way back into Australia. Most of Australian waters by now. Peter Sayer, good morning. Yes, good morning. Yes, we crossed into Australian waters. Uh, Early early last night, actually. That's good. Yesterday. So, um, yeah, it was um, a particularly good trip so far. We've um, uh, departed uh, the Solomon Islands on Wednesday. So we've been at sea now for uh, three, four days, something like that, three days. And um, we're now sitting uh, inside this Australian uh, economic zone, exclusive economic zone, should I say. And uh, we're about 250 miles offshore. So we're kind of 
parallel with uh, Willis Island and a little bit to the north. Hey, so, Pete? Yeah. yeah. On your way down, coming mm-hmm. across, did did you see any uh, mother mother boats out there at all, you know, for longliners? Uh, yeah, in between the Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea, we came across quite a large uh, Persane uh, fishing boat. Uh, now, what the sailors do, they're a ship about maybe um, I don't know, getting up towards 150, 200 metres long, something like that. And uh, they carry massive nets on the back. And these nets are, are hauled around in a vast circle. So the ship will stream these nets out as it goes and then do a, a new turn and, yeah. and, cir- and circle an entire school of tuna. And there isn't a quite a persona, it says what's called the purse string on the bottom. So they pull that shut. And then the ship pulls on however many tons of fish are in there. And, and if they run into a school, there's many hundreds of tons. Oh, yeah. Yes, they're, these are massive uh, ships. Uh, they're processing the tuna offshore um, to a degree. Then they take it back to uh, places in Honiara, usually around Noro. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, can, the, can the tuna and they sell it in the shops, which really annoys me. Uh, all throughout the shops in um, the Solomon Islands, you see canned tuna. Even though there's tons and tons of fresh tuna which get caught on a daily basis around around the Solomon Sea. Yeah, yeah. and the problem is the Persianas, when they take a school, they take the whole school. There's nothing left to replenish. Oh, yeah, they, there's no, they don't put anything back. No. They don't miss anybody. No. no. Any, any, any species in the water, they all go. They all go. It's all up there. Yep, it's um, it's not exactly dolphin friendly either. <laughs> However, you have to you have to match that against the uh, the need for people to eat. And, yeah, um, it's an unfortunate outcome, but um, whether it's sustainable or not, I guess there's more experts out there than me that would say yes or no. But uh, from my observation and my talks here uh, throughout the Solomons, I say, oh yes, we used to go out and we could catch a feed of fish and come back and we would feed the village with a fish or two fish, but now, no, there's nothing. We just buy canned tuna. Yeah, when I used to talk to New Zealand, to Graham Andrews at New Zealand, and we'd talk, they'd be waiting for the um, the tuna to come, right? And then he'd say, you know, in his New Zealand accent about, you know, the Pasanas that come through and wiped them all out as they waiting for them to come down, in, down the coastline. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the bigger issue is... Um, in the long term for the Solomon Islanders who, who rely on this um, as a source of income. I don't know how much the government gets, and then I don't know how much filters down with the people. That's far far above my pay grade. Um, but the, the outcome will be that eventually they'll pack up from the tuna because there'll be no tuna left. Uh, the canneries will just uh, stay there dormant and dead. And what are the Solomon Islands going to be left with? Yeah, well... Uh... Good point. Uh, Al, you remember when we were in Guam, we went to one of the islands and we were talking to one of the chiefs. Yes. And he said, like, the worst thing he ever done was sign a contract with them. Uh, was it Russia? There was Russian, Russian fleet of personas over there. Yeah, and also the pole fishing. Where they were, you know, took half the village and they were only getting $2 a day. And let me tell you, that's hard work, that pole fishing. <laughs> it's very well, interesting, I must mean, They're very accurate. They they don't miss the hole. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so anyway, we're we're due back into Australia on Sunday around about lunchtime, so it'll give me time to get ready to watch the Grand Prix. But um, so we have uh, 
customs and immigration meeting us at the wharf and somebody's going to come down from, um, uh, what do they call it? I've got a mental block. Quarantine or border force? Quarantine. Quarantine are coming down, yes. Quarantine will come down on Monday. And then the vessel, they're going to send another quarantine person (laughs) down uh, to inspect the timber on the vessel, make sure we haven't got bugs or <laughs> and, and, and they should be, they should be somewhere within the next two weeks. In the next two weeks, <laughs> it's <like>, hello. <laughs> uh, goodness gracious! Anyway, well, hopefully um, it'll be a bit more friendly than the last time we came back from Papua New Guinea. Yeah, with COVID. Yes, yes. It's a. Yes, I, I don't fancy spending fourteen days at anchor outside Cairns again, yeah. and then been requested to go into a hotel for fourteen days just in case we caught COVID while we're at anchor. <laughs> <laughs> But hang uh, on, if you if you're an illegal alien and you've got a criminal record, they'll they'll give you everything and let you out oh, and yeah. there's no yeah, problems. I'll, I'll be right. I'll be right. Come just so I haven't got a passport of the same refugee yeah. status and I'm sure I'll get fed and clothed. But anyway, that's another number of stories. So we've burned about two thousand litres of fuel so far. Yeah. Um maybe a little bit less. Um we're doing about thirty thirty litres in house, something like that. Um we're holding a pretty steady um eight to nine knots. Uh, Throughout yesterday, we held a high nine knots all the way, so like 9.5s, 9.8s sort of thing. And um, the current's changed a little bit. I just see now that we've got a little bit of set pushing us to the south. Um, so we've got uh, what we call about three degrees set on, which... Offset, yeah. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, if ever you've been uh, snow skiing, right, there's a fair bit of sideways drift as you go down. So you, you compensate by steering up into the into the current slightly to have the boat going down the course you want. Now, in extreme circumstances, we've set you might have 45 degrees, so you might be like 45 degrees um, off the course you're going. So when you look out the front, you'll see something well and truly to your north or south, yeah. but the boat's actually going in a straight line. It's like seeing an aircraft going sideways through the air with the, with the wind. Exactly, exactly. Coming in the land and you're... you're um, 45 degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see, up and going, do a fly around or not. Yeah, that's a. For the listener, Pete, on your journey, um, looking across the ocean and the skies, uh, some interesting sights that you can recall? Yeah, we've seen some big, um, some big dolphins, the biggest dolphins I've seen. We had a pack of about 10 sitting on the bow. And they swam towards us from about half a mile away. I seen them splashing around as we were going. They swam towards us and jumped on the bow. And I think as long as I stood on the bow, they would have stayed there. But after a while, I come inside and they seemed to disappear. And I think the dolphins have as much fun as I do. They don't yes. like looking at us as much as they look like. Look What's at interesting that you'll see one there about a metre long like a baby and he's swimming as quick as the adults. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. They, they, they travel as a family, that's for sure. Um, well, we've seen two ships out here, one, one big um, tanker that was coming in on my port side and um, uh, he, he eventually decided he was going to change course for me, which saved me a little bit of work. And, um, in true maritime um, collision regulations, he'd done the right thing, which is good to see they're actually on watch. Um, some beautiful sunsets, beautiful sunsets and sunrises. In fact, we just about got a, we've got a glow in the sky uh, just now, actually, as we're making our way, but... Uh, when I was talking to you this time last week, the sun was well and truly out. So that's one, one assurance that I'm going the right direction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And the weather's been good in the trip, Pete? Yeah, well, we spent um, the days prior to that looking at every model we could. You know, there's about five different weather models we looked at using a program called Predict Wind. Uh, I guess that's an ad, but it's not. Um, and um, we look at all the different models, and we've seen this uh, uh, as the cyclone, which was heading down towards um, Fiji, as that was getting in that way, it was pushing very favourable conditions offshore for us. Now, the only, the only thing we noticed, as soon as that uh, cyclone lost its energy, all of the um, uh, weather predictions changed. And we had a little bit more wind at the start than what we thought we would. But, you know, talking 15, 16, not something like that. And, yeah. Um, the, the whole rest of the way, we've had uh, uh, less than 15, probably around 12 and 10s. Right now, we've got about nothing um, uh, showing on the our, our wind indicator, which means we've got about eight or nine wind, knots of wind behind us. Yeah, so, so, so yeah. apparent zero, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all in all, very, very good. We're very pleased. The engines are humming away at 1,200 revs there, and temperatures are sitting well, oil pressure sitting well. So, yeah, we're, we're pleased. Everything's um, going as planned. Beautiful. That sounds yeah. good. And the cook's doing a good job, is she? Ah, oh, doing a fabulous job. I'm meant to be losing weight, but I'm putting it on as we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's nice when you get in that CPAT and when your watch is on and off type of thing and it just settled into a routine. It's very good. Yeah, that's what we do. We're doing. We got three of us on board. and We do three hour watches. Um, the first one starting at nine to twelve, and then um, uh, we do a twelve to three, and I'm on the three to three to six, and on from there. So uh, during the day, it's not so hard. It's like, um, does anyone want to want to sit up here and see where they're going? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do it for a bit, you know. And, and someone else will say, oh, look, I just want to make a phone call or send off a uh, YouTube or something. And um, then you'll swap it around during the day. That way you might find yourself sitting here for four hours or 40 minutes. Just, yeah. Um, whichever way it feels like and who feels like sitting at the helm. Yeah. Huh. So it's, uh, it's, it's a nice, comfortable way to do it. That's good. Yeah. And what do you got planned when you get back to Australia? Ah, I've got to go down to Sydney, actually, at some stage. <laughs> So, Work? Jeez, um, that's no good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been haven't been to the factory for a while, so we'll go down there. But um, no, uh, boating wise, uh, we'll tie up probably up till uh, uh, January. Um, we've got things to do, and I've got some servicing work to do on the engines here and that sort of thing. And come January, I've got uh, a couple of friends that worked with me before, and they're coming across from France and Germany, um, and uh, they're going to spend a bit of time with me out on the uh, Great Barrier Reef. Beautiful. A small trip there, and um, yeah, looking forward to that one as well. That'll be a diving exercise? Yeah, that'll be a, a fewer diving trip. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Um, Just for the, for the listeners, and probably some of them have been with us a long time and have heard many a story, we're looking at the clock here. Uh, some of the interesting people you've had, like you've had movies, people come from the States and so forth. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson, um, Donald Sutherland. We've had, we've had quite a few on them on board. Um, we haven't had royalty as far as I know, unless they hit it. Yes, yeah, she um, did. Kieran was there once. <laughs> oh, Kieran. Yes, yeah, yeah. Kieran. That's, sorry, Kieran. Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've had some great people on board. Um, we've had uh, world champion spear fishermen and world champion free divers out here. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. I have to. I'd have to think about the whole of this there. But um, at one stage there, we spent uh, six months with Matthew McConaughey on a, on a film job that we we're doing. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, we've done a fair bit. And I look back over the years, including the most famous times that I spent there in Sydney doing the on-water reports. There you go. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, well, how many charter boats were you running out of uh, Sydney at that stage? I, we started with one, of course, and at one stage there we were running five boats out of Sydney and two yep. boats out of uh, Queensland. Yeah. And then uh, I decided my blood pressure was just getting too high, so <laughs> I was trying to back off slightly. Um and that, of course, um, I won't get too much into the politics of it all, but New South Wales fisheries um, uh, were, were clearly against me setting up any sort of large business in the way of uh, charter boats and charter fishing. So as I made it that hard, I thought, well, we can only fight it for so long. And I basically, after, after we won our court cases against them, um, sold off the fleet slowly and uh, moved up to Queensland totally, who respected our, um, our presence for being there. Yeah, yeah, it's... yeah. I don't think fisheries have changed very much. They've still got a little bit of arrogance about them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was a bit of talk, talk poppy um, syndrome or something like that, but they, they did make it hard for me, and I found that particularly uh, frustrating when I was spending so much time preparing for legal challenges and that sort of stuff, yeah. which is something I really didn't have to do. It should never have got to that stage. Yeah. But anyway, I what, what annoys me with negative. fisheries... If... <laughs> Pete, if you have a look back over the time, the amount of people that I know that were on this program, and people like John Dumphy and Billy Heaton and Peter Gobi and like people that are real fishermen that know a fair bit about what's happening in the world of fishing, were on the advisory group and give advice to fisheries. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Thanks very much, but uh, no thanks. You know, Al McGlashan's one. I was talking to Al last Saturday about it. He said, mate, you're wasting your time. You're talking to a brick wall trying to tell these so-and-sos anything. So he's yeah. just giving them flick as well. Yeah. The, and now nobody knows who in the hell they get their advice from. Probably is a university student. Yeah, that's uh, one of the issues you get. People that, that don't know the industry, is it? But no, it's, it's always the same. After full industry consultation, we've decided to do what we set out to do in the first place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just using it to whitewash everything. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the the maritime industry is a, a strange one because I always say that people stand on the shore and look out of the boat. They don't usually look back the other way. <laughs> so so when, when when someone's sitting down and they look, look in a building, they go, oh, there's an industry we've got to regulate. Let's put regulation to them. Yes. Um, but then... If it comes to safety and, uh, and uh, conservation, um, we're all for it. Um, but it, as you probably know, Kieran, you've, you've seen us talk around with operators such as myself. We'll talk around and we'll sit, and inevitably uh, we get onto the subject of conservation and what you've got to do to conserve fish stocks and how yeah. it, you know, what, what our opinion was for what it's worth. You know? And um, uh, the vast majority of charter fishers out there and um, a, a conservationist and throughout the recreational um, fishing industry you can see people look after the stocks and of course there's the rogue operators and there's the rogue uh, fishermen just go out there and uh, don't Some worry about rogue that operators still sit it. on the board yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to say that <laughs> <laughs> I used to <laughs> yeah but um, no, the, the, the conservation issue with, with fishing is always one that's got to be recognised you know, it's nothing worse and um, uh, hearing people say, oh, we used to go out there and catch tons of fish. We caught that much fish. We never knew what to do with it. Oh, but now it's different. Look at the fishing trawlers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. Oh. Take what you need. Take what you can eat. 
don't waste anything and definitely don't destroy habitat. This Excellent. is why I think the bag limit, uh, the bag limits applied are very good. Yes. And, you know, that's an important part of it. That's if we can get everyone to adhere to it. So there's, a, there's an example, though. The, the bag limits need to be shared out equally. Um, I, I, it's been so long since I've fished with blue-eye cod and the like um, uh, that um, I, I can't remember all the rules. But um, they, they put one in place where you could have nine fish per boat or something like that, I think it was, and we used to take ten people out um, fishing. And um, you know, that, that makes it hard. You say one person, well, you can't keep that fish. It's a boat limit. Both yeah. shouldn't yeah. apply, yes. Well, we've got that situation there with the Jewfish. You're allowed to have one Jewfish, right? But if you've got one of them in the freezer or part of one of them in the freezer, you can't catch one. Uh, yeah, it's a possession limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if you catch one, it's a small, smaller one, and you catch a large one, the other one gets thrown over the side and it normally dies. Yeah, yeah. well, they don't survive. One. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I won't even go into it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my blood pressure will start to pull up as I sit here. We're already here for Saturday, Sunday. I've been looking angry at my cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you've been nearly coming off watch soon anyway. You don't need a cup of coffee now. You'll be looking for a sleep. No, once I, I start at three, and I usually get up at you know, between four, about four o'clock anyways, using my normal hours. So you know, I'll, I'll sit here until about 10 o'clock, then I'll probably have a bit of a snooze. Yeah, and, um, get back into it, ready for lunch. I'm going to talk to <laughs> Al McGlashan about sunfish. Do you spot any any in this no. journey? No, I haven't seen any at all. Actually, in fact, um, I've seen a bird last night, which is the only one I've seen for quite some time. Actually, it was just a frigate from one of the islands. Um, we, we haven't seen a lot of life on this actual crossing. I haven't seen any whales. Um, just as as few dolphins, and um, that's been pretty quiet sea surface wise. Yeah, um, I. Oh, we'd come across one big school of tuna which were thrashing around. Um, that was before the Pesamas found them, I hope. Yeah. <coughs> but, um, yeah. Um, as, as we get in closer to the Coral Sea Islands, which is a place I know reasonably well, yes. um, <laughs> having written the book on it, but um, and as we get in, as we get in uh, closer there, I'm quite sure we'll start to see the seabirds. And um, yeah. we come in past a place I call Bianca Cay. Um, no hints to who named that one. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll run down past uh, Moore Reef um, and as we get towards Willis Island and uh, Holmes Reef and that, we'll start to see a lot of sea life then, um, I'm quite sure. And so it's also uh, a little bit early in the season, but not too early for the um, what they call the boiling sea or the lanternfish spawning aggregation, uh, which is a tuna aggregation that the tuna boats out of Australia used to fish. Uh, that industry's been shut down since though. Um, yeah. Okay. No it's worries. A fantastic trip. And this time tomorrow, we'll be definitely seeing the lunar lights over Cairns. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. See okay. you later, Thank Pete. You have, a, have a safe trip. Day. We'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Say good day to the captain for us. I'll do that. No problem. <laughs> All right, matey. Bye. Peter Sayer on round from the Solomon Islands back to Australia. We'll be back with more of High Tide in a minute. Every weekend, 2SM has Sydney talking. Join Pete Davis Saturday morning from 7. Do you think there may be some sort of leadership challenge to Scott Morrison before the next federal election? I I think it probably would be political suicide. Join Dave Cochran Sunday afternoons. Do you feel an interpretation can be made now from this state level, from the by-elections, to possibly a federal level? I will dread 
and Albanese ALP, a government. 2SM has Sydney talking. Who am I? I make you laugh and sometimes cry. I'm there when you wake up and by your side each day. You can take me anywhere. I've been connecting communities for longer than you've been alive. Oh, and this year, I'm marking 100 years of providing Australians with laughs, news, sport and great music. I am Australian Radio. 100 years and just getting started. Thanks for listening. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. With 20 tab tracks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live, plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The black book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble response. Want accurate weight and ADG for every animal in your mob or herd? Consider True Test Walk Over Weighing. It's precision livestock farming where you can capture weights on every animal, not just a selection of them. With automated weighing and drafting you can trust, you can make decisions on your top and bottom performers with ease. With 24-7 support every step of the way. Get True Test Walk Over Weighing working for you. Phone 1-800-248-774 or visit truetest.com. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Alan, Kieran and Grant in the studio. Let's go up to Queensland, Kieran. We've been around today. We have. So we're going to Double Island Beach. Rainbow no, Beach. going to Rainbow Beach which, uh, to talk to yeah. Double Island Fishing Charters, and Greg yeah. is his name. We've talked to Greg yeah, before. Good morning, guys. We How spoke to him Good, Greg. Time. What's happening up there? Um, mate, he's pretty grey and windy, I think, same as most of the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So no offshore fishing today, but, um, yeah, apart from that, you got between a... the weather, the fishing's been good. You've got a week of bad weather, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a, a couple of days. I think tomorrow's looking pretty ordinary, and then hopefully Monday, Tuesday, we'll manage to sneak out. Yeah. And then, yeah, some more rain coming again. Yeah, so, that's not good. So a few days off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, apart from that, around the weather, 
the fishing's been pretty good. Yeah. So. Um, what have you been yeah. catching? Um, the reef fishing's still been quite good, so plenty of pearl perch. Um, all your mixed reef fish, scarlet sea perch or nanny guy, um, your tusk fish, uh, Moses perch, even a couple of coral trout. Um, and at the moment, this time of year, we're sitting around waiting for the mackerel to arrive. Mm. Well, they shouldn't be too far away. No, traditionally, pretty much every year, the, the last week in November or the first week in December is when they first show up here. So we're right on that time. Yeah. What about the snapper? Um, yeah, the water water here, water temperature is too warm for the snapper in numbers. There's still a few snapper around. We picked up uh, quite a nice one the other day, probably about eight kilo, um, as well as a few squire. But, yeah, consistently you're not going to catch snapper this time of year. Right. Up here. Um, our water temperature is up around the 24 and a half, 25 degrees. Yeah. So summertime water, uh, we're moving more into the northern species and pelagics, as I think I've told you before, we're what I term a transition zone where we catch all the northern species, red emperor, coral trout, um, all the reef fish, as well as your southern species, your, your snapper and pearl perch. It's a nice place to be, good spot, isn't it, to go either way. Oh, it is. You've mentioned some nice species to put on the plate. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, plate and sport fishing, everyone, there's a bit bit here for everyone. But, um, yeah, being a transition zone, we're probably a bit more seasonal than some other areas where they'll catch their snapper consistently year-round. We sort of, we have definitely a short, sharp season. Your snapper, and then a short, sharp season for your mackerel, and and so on. Yeah, sounds good. I got a quick question for you, Moses. Per- Moses perch. Moses perch, yes. Yep. Is it a biblical fish or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, the um, I think there's a, a couple of Moses perch around the world, or a Moses fish around the world. Apparently, it's where um, where the thumbprint. That's right. Yeah, that that uh, finger yeah. mark brim, all sorts of things like that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's where um, where the fish was grabbed out of the sea to feed the masters, apparently. There you go. Get get one and you can make 100 baskets of it, Kieran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish you could because they're delicious. <laughs> yeah, they are a good eating fish. <laughs> yeah, they're actually one of my probably favourites. Yes. Um, they're what a term is sort of perfect size tasty. Yeah. Where one fish um, filleted it up gives you two nice portions. Yes. You know, they're the, they're the right size. A single fillet's a perfect portion yep. for a person. Okay. And they taste delicious as well. Yeah, they do, and they fight well too when you're catching them. Yes, yeah. So, okay, well, if someone wants to book with you, what's the best way to book? Or have you got it available between now and Christmas? Um, yeah, I have some availability between now and Christmas and a fair bit of availability over the Christmas holidays. And my number's 0417-073313. Or they can um, contact me, look me up on Facebook, Double Island Point Fishing Charters. Okay. Thanks very much for your time this morning, Greg. You have a great season. 
same to you guys. Have a have a good time and have a good Christmas if I don't talk to you before. Oh, hopefully you, you will. will. No problems. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See, See you, mate. Bye. There you go. Bit grey up there, the weather, Kieran, but nice fishing yeah. up here. That double island point's a nice it's part of the world. It's like that picture Green showed us. Yeah, Wide Bay Bar. Okay, we'll be back more of High Tide after the news, 13 12 if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, back soon.